0: It's our job to tell better stories, And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to, and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying differently. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Growth Hub podcast brought to you by SaaS marketing agency, Advanced B2B. It's your host here, Edward Ford, and today we are going to hear the incredible growth story of Binder, as told by their chief marketing officer, Lydia Lutin. Binder is a digital asset management platform built to help enterprise organizations manage their creative files, collaborate on assets in real time, and ultimately stay on brand. Lydia joined the Dutch startup in 2013 as employee number four and Binder has now grown to 275 people with six offices around the globe. In this episode, Lydia gives us a behind the scenes look at Binder's journey and we discuss a ton of big topics, including how Binder built up their marketing function and acquired their first customers, as well as how the company rapidly scaled up their growth despite the long enterprise sales cycles. We look at product marketing, sales marketing alignment and brand strategy, alongside Lydia's keys when marketing to the enterprise. Then we hear about Binder's new product for the SMB segment, Binder Orbit, and how Binder have adapted their marketing strategy when growing this new product. We also talk about their team structure, why Binder has moved to an agile marketing model, their flagship event on brand alongside what 2018 has in store for the Binder marketing team. Stay tuned to the end of the episode where Lydia takes on our Fast Five Challenge and shares her best piece of advice for fellow SaaS marketers. So here is episode 12 of the Growth Hub podcast with Lydia Lutin, CMO at Binder. Welcome to the show, everyone. And uh, and welcome to the Growth Hub podcast, Lydia Lutin, CMO at Binder. So how are things over in uh, Amsterdam?
1: Hey, yeah, they're
0: great. Good stuff. And uh, and today, our main focus is going to be SaaS marketing to the enterprise. But before we jump into that, could you give us a short introduction to Binder and what you do?
1: Sure. So, yeah, I'm Lydia Ritten. I'm CMO here at Binder, and I'm responsible for all our global marketing activities. And I joined Binder in 2013 as employee number four and yeah but binder binder is a martech scale-up and we've grown to 275 employees and six global offices within the last four years and brands like spotify puma or coupon use us to um, organize find and share all the digital files and to make brand assets such as company logos and templates available to everyone
0: yeah. And like you said, so you joined binder as employee number four in 2013. So can you tell us, you know, what was the situation when you joined and and how did you start building up the marketing function?
1: Uh, yeah, we had pretty limited resources back then. So I was actually hired originally to grow the German market for binder. So that meant I was responsible for marketing sales support solution, basically everything you can imagine. And um, when we started growing, I could focus on what I was really good in, which is grow marketing and lead generation. So although I was happy, I didn't have to follow up on my own leads anymore. Um, I definitely it definitely made me a better marketer because I gained a really deep understanding of the buyer personas and the buying cycle. And then while well, my first hires were some very talented interns that were naked speakers and that allowed us to quickly scale up in the lead gen in the different markets and most of them are hired later as full-timers actually and i still work with some of them today
0: yeah and one question i love to ask and that was about some of your most effective marketing initiatives in the early days when you were you know looking for that initial traction so for example how did you get your your first 10 customers?
1: Um, yeah, great question. So I think the most effective initiative um, was a piece of content, which is our digital asset management comparison guide. It's a white paper I created in my first month at Binder. And it basically compares all the features in the market that helped the buyer to gain an overview so to realize quick wins we translated it into four different language and advertised it on google adwords that brought us a lot of leads so um, i'm happy to see that's actually still today one of the best converting content pieces after four years um yeah um besides that um when you do marketing for an early stage startup i always advise to go for the low-hanging fruit first so from a lead gen perspective focus on end funnel leads Um, and get all people in who are possibly looking for a solution like yours at the moment. And um, also focus on converting as many website visitors as possible. Um, And another great way to boost uh, the the conversion rates is to implement a chat tool on your website and to auto-push relevant content based on browsing behavior of the website visitor.
0: Yeah, and then if we think about Scaling up your growth. So how did you do that? And and how did you do it so quickly, considering that you're targeting the larger mid-market to enterprise companies with custom pricing, much longer sales cycles compared to, say, the self-service freemium model, which is often where you see the rapid growth in SaaS. So, you know, tell us, how did you scale up your growth so quickly?
1: Um, Yeah, so we primarily focused on channels that worked particularly well for us, which were mostly paid sources, such as Google AdWords. And we also localized our marketing to France, Germany, U.S., U.K., and basically the rest of the world to to be able to scale quicker. And so if you focus on enterprises, you deal with a low quantity of leads and a higher cost per MQL. So um, you have to work really, really closely together with sales to achieve the best um, conversion rates possible. So therefore, for example, at the beginning, we consciously didn't nurture our leads before handing them over to sales because the chance to convert them is much higher when sales is just giving them a call. Um, I think to our advantage also came that the digital asset management industry was very traditional back then and our competitors didn't care a lot about UX. Um, So we could really shake up the industry with our cool branding and uh, our super user friendly tool
0: yeah so there's actually a couple of things I want to pick up on uh, that you mentioned there. So sales and marketing alignment now now that is a big challenge for many companies, uh, especially in enterprise sales. So you know how do you ensure that your marketing and sales teams are actually working in close alignment?
1: Um, yeah, so basically, we have um, field marketers that support the local the local um, sales team. So they are working really, really closely um, with them to create marketing material for them, but also to to execute the marketing and sales SLA.
0: Yeah, and uh, the other thing, when people hear the term enterprise-grade software, you know, they think of these horribly clunky systems that IT is forcing everyone to use. But you know, a big part of your success that you mentioned uh, just then has been your focus on the UX of your flagship product, and you've talked before about offering the best solution that delivers. And, and I just love this quote of yours, uh, enterprise level functionality with consumer grade usability. So tell us more about the product and, and how did you approach product marketing for Binder?
1: Um, sure, so um, yeah, a little bit about Binder and the problem we're solving. So yeah, marketers are yeah, producing loads of digital content, such images, white paper and videos every day. Um, but often these digital assets have to be redone because they're being lost, um, because they're stored on decentralized laptops or external drives or tools like Dropbox, and basically nobody ever can find them back. So it's a real content chaos in marketing departments today. And that's the problem Binder solving. Binder is basically like a web shop for everyone in the enterprise when it comes to finding company logos, templates, or any other files. Um... And therefore, you can imagine for a tool like Binder, um, adoption is really, really important because um, if your users don't use it, then it doesn't help. Anyway, you can't find anything. So the two main goals of of product marketing at Binder are um, to support our sales teams the best possible way Um, during the sales process, as I said before but also building the link between marketing and development. So, um, yeah, we have the global product marketers working on increasing conversion rates and creating a lot of sales enablement materials such as RI calculators, competitor cheat sheets, and product webinars. And, yeah, we have the field marketers who really work closely together with the the local sales teams.
0: Yeah, and and you mentioned that this is quite a traditional industry or space that you're operating in. So, so tell us about the Binder brand strategy and how you really made yourself stand out.
1: Um, yeah, so um, Binder, well, we're, we're selling, um, we're helping our clients to improve their branding and stay consistent with our tools. So for ourselves, of course, it's really, really important to to always be on brand and have to um, to have a really, really good brand. So, um, well, we basically had some, we had some quick wins in the past with, with doing some really, really good PR. For example, we've been um, on Dutch national news two times already when we introduced unlimited vacation. And one year later, when we closed our global offices for one week to encourage employees to work remotely.
0: Okay. So when you think about marketing, a SaaS product to the enterprise you know what what do you feel are the keys to success for other companies who who might be having a similar target to you
1: i think um, yeah so as the sales cycle in the enterprise market is much more complex than when when selling to smb it's really really important to know your buyer persona and the pay points and um, to know their role in the buying cycle is very crucial so there are more far more people involved than you would think. And um, the person who signed up on your website won't be the one who signs the contract in the end. So therefore, marketing's job is not done when someone signs up on your website. But you really need to produce content for each of the involved um, buyer persona and each stage of the buying cycle. And you have to work really, really closely together with sales. And another thing that's key, I think, is gaining trust So there's a really high perceived risk on the side of the buyer due to the size of the project. So um, I think key is to leverage your clients. Um, For example, at Binder, we have a customer advocacy program um, where our clients can gain rewards by participating in a video case study or being a reference or just referring us to other clients and we use channels like events to um, accelerate pipeline and bring our prospects together so they can talk and exchange experience to to just take some of that insecurity away and for example in april i presented um with our client Eston martin at a big marketing conference in london that was pretty cool
0: yeah and, and you mentioned earlier about the fact that you have was it six global offices uh yeah. at the moment yeah so um how do you sort of balance between having a group-level consistent marketing strategy and then also local country marketing? How do you balance between these two?
1: Um, yeah, great question. So, well, our global marketing team is actually sitting in Amsterdam office. So all the um, the field marketers, they are um, being based here. So as the sales are, the only exception is um, the US we have. Of course, the sales team in the U.S., and we have a marketer there. Um, well, so we have one global marketing strategy. It's mostly um, tiered towards the U.S. because um, the U.S. is our biggest growth market. And based on there, the, the local marketers or the field marketers have the possibility to either... Um, basically just copy the global strategy and localize it a little bit, or they can go with their own strategy. And it really depends on the campaign we're running, what they're doing.
0: Yeah. And now a lot of SaaS companies start freemium targeting the SMB sector before moving up market to the mid-market and enterprise. And we actually had Bill Makaitis of Slack uh, tell us how they did this a couple of episodes ago, but at Binder, you went the other way. So tell us about how you scaled up by going down market with your new product, uh, Binder Orbit.
1: Yeah, so our flagship um, product, Binder, is, is really geared towards global companies and because it needs setup up and it's very configurable to the customer needs. So as digital asset management is still a niche market and um, therefore the tools are mostly used by big companies only. So we noticed that marketers and creators of smaller companies and smaller teams are also struggling with the content chaos and they have really troubles making their files available to others. So, um, however they are presented, with very, very limited tools for file management, such as Dropbox or Google Drive, and are really in need of a more professional solution. So, yeah, we wanted to give every market a chance to professionally manage their files, and therefore we chose Freemium as a go-to-market strategy for our new product, Binder Orbit. And we made Binder completely self-service, and. Um, really emphasize its UX.
0: Yeah, how did you have to alter your marketing strategy when working on Orbit compared to your flagship Binder product?
1: Yeah, for Orbit, uh, our marketing strategy has to be much more transactional and um, it's almost comparable with like B2C tech marketing. So for example, we started in tracking optimizing for um, a new set of KPIs such as monthly active users or product, product qualified leads and we also have to hit a much lower cost per lead so we're making use of new channels such as youtube or partners um and also of course we sell orbit with a zero human touch therefore we realized that each touch point which is mostly by email or like chatbot interactions really really counts and has a huge impact on the customer experience so we implemented behavioral analytics and predicting tools that help us to send the right message at the right time to the right user. This um, makes conversion rates much more predictable and you can yeah test a lot and you can see the effect of, of your new marketing strategies really, really quickly.
0: Yeah, What, what have been some of your best marketing initiatives uh, for the Orbit product?
1: Um, well, we we have a super cool campaign coming up, but I actually can't tell anything about okay. <laughs> that. So probably, let me think of, um, that was probably, we launched like, a, before we actually launched Orbit Free, um, we had a pre sign up campaign running. So um, basically we, we, we gathered pre-registration and that went really, really well. And we also tested out different, um, you know, different taglines and different communications in different markets. So for example, um, we first started off in Australia because it's like really pretty far away, like um, relatively small, close-off market. Um, so we we really had a chance to test things before we rolled it out to the US. That
0: was great. Yeah, and one thing I'd love to know is about how how your marketing team operates because you have your two products, Orbit and your flagship binder product. You have global marketing in Amsterdam. You have local uh, local field marketers. Uh, of course, you need to work with the sales team. So tell us a bit about how you structure your teams uh, in marketing?
1: Yeah, sure, Um, so we have um, our, the marketing team is now 21, um, 21 people, and we uh, basically, it's uh, structured in four um, sub-teams, so to say, we have the copy team, those are the copywriters who create, um, uh, yeah, content. We have the creative team consisting out of two video producers and two designers and developers. Um, then we have the the campaign or the lead gen team, um, which is like SEO, SEA, um, campaign management, um, and growth hacking, and all these kind of um, roles. Plus, we have the comms team, which is responsible for PR, events, and um, communication, social media. And um, yeah, they're all based in Amsterdam, except one, um, one field marketer who's based in the US.
0: Okay, and I know that you're also moving to an agile marketing operating model. So tell us firstly, why did you make that decision? And then secondly, how are you going to implement this approach?
1: Yeah, so as the marketing grew, marketing team grew at Binder, um, it, it became really really difficult to align everyone and to stay efficient without increasing headcounts or hiring more people all the time so also with adding orbit and our yearly conference on brand to the mix the workload really increased and we had difficulties to commit to deadlines while staying flexible so yeah that's why we decided to change the way we work and um, our developers already were work agile so we were looking at at what at how they do things and we were adapting this way to working um this way of working to our marketing team basically uh, the goal was to, to to achieve more while not increasing team size and to 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 have more fun again working together being better aligned and have also more individual accountability towards deadlines and goals and yeah so this this is the first quarter we're running um, with Agile. So at this moment, we're running six sprints in parallel. So that's, that's going really good
0: so far. Okay, and how long are your sprints?
1: Um, yeah, so a sprint can be, it depends on the campaign, so to say. A sprint can be anything different than in development where a sprint is always two weeks long. A sprint can be anything between one week or one month. Um, it really depends on on the size of the campaign. Sometimes we're working on a brand campaign that will run for like a whole year or six months. Then of course you need more time to produce it than if it's you know just like some lead gen campaign.
0: Okay, that's yeah really good to know because we're uh, you know big on the agile marketing methodology as well, and and we use that and also with our clients. So it would be great to hear more about uh, how that develops and and how your agile practices work. But uh, you mentioned there as well about events and. Um, you know, they're also a big part of your marketing and you just wrapped up uh, on brand 2017, which was, uh, I believe last month, which is Europe's leading branding conference. So tell us, you know, why did you go all in on a flagship event and, and the effect it's had on your growth?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So actually on brand originally um, um basically originated out of a customer event. So. Um, We help our clients to stay on brand to to stay consistent with their branding and we wanted to bring our customers together with with our prospects and other kind of peers who are interested in branding. And that's how that was three years ago. And that's how um, how kind of it kicked it really kicked off. so the first event was 100 people the second um event last year was 500 people and this year we managed to get 1500 people in and we had speakers from nasa um ben and jerry's and uh, yeah really really cool brands so um yeah it's it's on brand we also have a blog called on brand magazine and on brand is basically our kind of um thought leadership brand um, where we try to get in touch with with our target group on a, on a kind of different different level
0: great and uh, and then finally you know what does 2018 have in store for binder and where will you be focusing your marketing efforts next year
1: um, yeah 2018 uh, is gonna be awesome of course um i want to grow binder to one of the key players in marketing technology and we have a lot of new interesting projects coming up. For example, we're just getting into account-based marketing um, and revamping some of our strategies preparing for
0: 2018. Great, and you said that you have a, a cool campaign coming out. So when can we uh, look forward to that?
1: Yeah, um, actually, I think next week, um, parts of it are gonna be released on social, so stay tuned. Okay.
0: Yeah. And we might actually publish this episode next week. So if you're listening, then awesome. it's this week. So definitely go check it out. And uh, okay, great. And now let's, let's move to the, uh, you know, closing questions and, and our fast five challenge. So I'm just going to ask you five questions. And all you need to do is answer those uh, as quickly as possible. So are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> great. So, so the first one is, you know, what book or books are you currently reading?
1: Uh, I basically don't read books, but I love the
0: open view blog. Okay. And the second one, a uh, SaaS company that you love and why?
1: Um, that definitely would be HubSpot. I love it what they have done with their, with their inbound um, thought leadership thing and their marketing is really an inspiration.
0: Yep. And the third one, so you might have already answered this in the, in the first question, but where's your favorite place to read about uh, marketing and growth online?
1: Yeah, OpenView, but also LinkedIn, polls or growthhackers.com.
0: Great, and fourth one, your most important growth metric? Uh,
1: Net retention.
0: Yeah, and finally, your best piece of advice for fellow SaaS marketers?
1: Um, I think that would be to not reinvent the wheel, Um, listen to these kind of podcasts, talk to other marketers, exchange experiences.
0: Perfect. Lydia, thank you so much for joining us and and sharing the story of Binder's uh, incredible growth story. It's been wonderful having you on the show today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: That was Lydia Lutin, CMO at Binder, sharing her thoughts on all things growth marketing. As ever, there was loads of great advice for all marketers and you can find Lydia on Twitter at Lydia Lutin, which is at L-I-D-I-A. L-U-E-T-T-I-N. Also if you're enjoying the Growth Hub podcast then please subscribe and leave us a review. We would truly appreciate any feedback you have and you're always welcome to get in touch with me on Twitter at NordicEdward. So thank you for listening to the Growth Hub podcast brought to you by SAS Marketing Agency Advance B2B. This is your host, Edward Ford, signing off. And make sure you check out The Growth Hub at advancedb2b.com slash hub for more content and resources on everything B2B SaaS growth. It's our job to tell better stories.
1: And always remember,
0: it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to, and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying different.